Welcome everyone to Balance Your Life Podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I'm the host of this podcast and the creator of Balance by Megan. On this podcast, we talk about all things yoga, wellness, health, and spirituality with guests from around the world. So grab your crystals, grab your essential oils, and let's dive into it. If you struggle with sleep, inflammation, anxiety, and pain relief, then you need to try CBD. CBD has been a game changer in my wellness routine. I feel like everyone needs to be on board with CBD. It truly can benefit everyone. I take mine at night to help me with sleep, just a few drops underneath my tongue for 30 seconds, and I am out like a light. We know the importance of sleep and health for the body, and this CBD gets the job done. The CBD I take and love is third-party lab tested, it's vegan, it's organic, it's cruelty-free, it's non-GMO, solvent-free, and made in small batches. You've likely seen it on my Instagram stories, I talk about it all the time. And if you want to learn a little bit more about CBD, maybe you have some questions about what to take, maybe you don't even know where to start. You can email me today, info at balancebymegan.com to find a product that works for you and suits your needs. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life Podcast. My name is Megan Farrell Gordon, and I am the host of the show and the creator of Balance by Megan. If you are listening to this podcast episode in real time, This is the last episode of the month, you guys. I cannot believe the next episode that comes out after this one will be December. I just feel like the year has absolutely crazily gone by. I feel like everyone feels that. And it doesn't seem to hit until December when it's like, oh my God, the year truly, truly has flown by. Anyways, I hope everyone has had a great year so far. I I still can't believe we're saying that. I hope everyone enjoyed their Black Friday. If you went out and did any Christmas shopping, I know I did. Got lots of great deals on things, always when I love to do my Christmas shopping. And we will be winding down for the holidays in our new home in a new location, which I am super, super excited about. I would love to know what your holiday plans are, so as always, please feel free to drop into my DMs. Let me know what you are up to. If you are local, hit up my DMs so, you know, we can all get together during the holiday season. This week on the podcast, I am joined by Mia St. Aubain. Mia is a health and fitness role model who believes in helping Canadians to unapologetically feel their best. After hitting her own personal rock bottom back in 2015, being diagnosed with thyroid cancer, starting over again financially, and learning how to manage her self-worth from within instead of through athletics, Mia founded the not-for-profit Move Camp Canada, an organization dedicated to keeping Canadians healthy through movement. Now Mia spends her days facilitating free fitness events in major cities across Canada. Inspired through collaboration, she believes that feeling good starts from within and that health is accessible to everyone. On her YouTube channel, More Than Movement, and on social media, 
Mia shares ways to throw out conventional movement sayings like no pain, no gain, and start moving in ways that feel good for you. She also encourages her community to stop dieting and approach health from a place of joy and self-love rather than a place of shame. We cover a lot of ground on today's episode. It was a really fun episode for me. We, like I was saying, we touched on a ton of different wellness aspects, a lot of holistic health. We touch on fitness and movement, and it was just a really well-rounded podcast episode. We discuss burnout as a professional trainer and athlete, being diagnosed at 28 with thyroid cancer, holistic health practices and steps she took to getting herself back on track with her health journey, daily products and things we use in our household that can be toxic, and so much more. You guys are going to gain so much incredible value from today's episode. I hope it inspires you to take your own aligned action when it comes to you know, self-love, self-care, and finding intuitive movement that works for you. And then, of course, please follow Mia afterwards online. Check out what she's up to. You are going to absolutely love Mia. With that, please welcome Mia St. Aubain to the Balance Your Life podcast. Okay, before we hit up the podcast episode, I'll talk to you about human design. I am a 1-3 self-projected projector, and learning this about myself has made my life so much more easeful and enjoyable. When I heard the word human design, I thought it was another trend, but I kept hearing it and hearing it and how much people swore by it. So I did my chart and let me just tell you, it absolutely blew my mind. Your human design chart is your energetic blueprint and it literally gave me the information of how I was meant to operate in the world, how I make the best decisions for myself and how to know when I'm not in alignment. It's not a personality test. It's unbiased and based on your birth date, birth time, and birth location. It also didn't tell me anything I didn't already know deep within me about myself. It just gave me the permission to be who I was designed to be. If you want to learn more about your own specific human design chart, you can book a call with me on my website or use the link in the show notes. There are four options available for you. There's the mini reading, the intro reading, the deep dive reading, and the advanced reading. So stop guessing how you're supposed to be and start living in alignment of your best self. Welcome to the show, Mia. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Can you give our listeners a little bio of who you are and where in the world you are currently joining us from today? Yeah, I'm in Ottawa, Canada. I've been here for about going on 20 some years. Uh, I came here for university and just never left. I'm from a very small town up in Northern Ontario called Elliott Lake. And so coming to Ottawa was like moving to the big city. I actually thought there were like skyscrapers when I moved here. So (laughs) after being here for a very long time, I know that I was just like a kind of big small town, but I've been involved in health and fitness literally my entire life. I feel very blessed to have been born into a family that values health and fitness and has since day one. Um, My dad was always very active. I have vivid memories of him uh, going running and cycling with his friends after work. He was, he's a retired OPP officer and was always out running his recruits. I just distinctly remember him being 
in better shape than all of the other police officers um, in Elliott Lake. And then my mom was on Team Canada as a triathlete. So I spent the better part of my childhood traveling around Ontario, watching my mom not only compete, but win triathlon. So my favorite thing to do was to dress up in her Team Canada windbreaker 80s outfit it was amazing so when I say that I was born into it I, I mean that genuinely we I spent every weekend either skiing or swimming or hiking so it was something that was just always ingrained in us and always fun my mom put us in on road races a lot and that's how I started getting into track and field and so, you know, fitness is the only thing I've ever really known. So it just makes sense that I am involved in the industry and uh, it's a big part of who I am. That's amazing. And I just would love to know which university in Ottawa did you go to? I went to Ottawa U. Okay. I came here uh, when I was with my family. We came here for Winterlude one year. We were skating along the canal and I just, you know, when you just know, I, I think I was like, I don't know, 12 or something. Like I just, I don't even know what I was doing thinking about university, but I was like, I'm coming here. I knew, I knew that instinctively, I guess I knew what I wanted to do with my life down the line needed to be somewhere, you know, like a nation's capital. So skated across past Ottawa U and I was like, dad, I'm going Ottawa U. And I did never look back. <laughs> there you go. The true power of the uh, power of manifestation right there. Exactly. What did you, uh, what did you study in school? Was it related to health and fitness or was it something totally different? It should have been, I either should have done kinesiology or uh, business, but you know, I, I remember that time in high school so vividly of trying to decide what to do. You know, you're 16 years old, deciding what you want to do for the rest of your life. I found it very, very overwhelming. At the time I was in love with basketball. That was like my first love before track and field. And I was dead set on playing ball. So those are kind of the factors that came into my decision. Um, I ended up doing a double major in criminology and psychology. I loved it. I found it really interesting. I think it was heavily influenced by my dad. You know, uh, it was curious, maybe one day I'll be a police officer. I thought about being you know, a parole officer or something like that. But when I graduated, it just something just didn't feel right. I had never had a desk job. I had never had a job that was indoors. <laughs> it was always outside doing multi-sport camps, summer camps and uh, swim coaching, like you name it. So yeah, a, you know, very valuable experience. I think the most exciting part about that was running varsity track and field um, at Ottawa U, but, you know, highly, highly recommend the experience, but uh, had to do it over again. I would have definitely picked a different major. <laughs> My husband and I were literally just talking about this the other day because yeah. I, I went to school for things that I'm like, they brought me value. But at the time you're like, and I, mine was very influenced by people were like, oh, you're so great with kids. You should do something with kids. So yeah. I ended up going for like ECE and it's like, it's great and everything, but like, I'm not doing anything at all with no. <laughs> no. what I went to school for. I would no. love to know while you were in school, were you still very in the health and fitness world? You said you were running varsity and track. So what else were you doing that was in this health and fitness field? Yeah, I mean, like I was a lifeguard for years growing up. So finally came to school, found my footing, tried out for the basketball team. That didn't really work out. So I emailed the cross country coach and I said, can I, you know, can I have a workout program? Can I just kind of see what you guys are doing? Because I was missing my identity. I ran track and field and you know, all the sports under the sun, you name it, I did it in high school. Um, so he quickly emailed me back as a smart coach would do and said, why don't you come out to some practices? And so I did that 
So years later, we ran varsity. I ended up being the manager of our track and field team. So that that was really cool. It was a leadership role. It was, uh, you know, I, I took care of our uniforms and our outfits and our team get togethers. And that was awesome. And then I also worked at both of the gyms. Um, in Ottawa. So uh, do you see what I mean? Like I was, I kept moving in that direction, no matter what, it was just like what I meant to do. So I worked at the gyms and then I worked multi-sport summer camps. And then I ended up moving to Thailand after school and worked at a Thai community sports center and a school and taught swimming and ran their swim program. So it's literally all I've ever known. (laughs) So it makes sense to know what you do now, which is you are the CEO and founder of Move Collective and Move Camp Canada. Is that correct? So, I mean, very different from criminology. And you said you kept (laughs) doing all these things that led you to a path of health and fitness. But what was that catapult that led you to being the CEO of your your own company? Yeah, so this dates back to about 2010. And I had my one and only official job interview at a chain gym in Ottawa because I had decided I started taking my personal training certification in Thailand. It was this woman who was from Montreal of all places who owned a a sports center and she certified personal trainers. It was awesome. So I got that started and then came back and started working at this gym and thus began the burnout and the training. I was still running competitive track and field. I I competed on the Canadian paranational team as a guide runner for a blind athlete incredible experience, traveled all across the world competing. Um, And then I went on to continue competing myself. So I was working, you're starting out as a trainer, you're broke, you're working 13 hour days with your eyes closed. No problem. I was still training three hours a day minimum, didn't have a car at the time, you know, was taking the red and white limo in Ottawa, the bus traveling to and from hours and hours, I was up at 430 in the morning, my first client at 6am. And I was home probably like 830 nine o'clock at night having dinner at nine o'clock at night. And that was my life for years. Go, 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 go. I remember pulling off to the side of the road one day calling my mom just beside myself, I started getting panic attacks. I was totally, totally depleted. It was incredible. And then there were moments of a little bit of reprieve. I left there. I started doing some contract work, started dabbling in my own online business as a health and wellness professional, started learning about holistic health, you know, corrective exercises, gut health, mental health, started getting certified in those types of uh, industries or, or certifications instead of just strength training and started to find my passion for this. So learning things like how much, how many toxins are in the, uh, you know, the foods we eat and the foods that we store, the containers we store our foods in, like all of the things that the chemicals in our skincare line. And so this really just started opening my eyes up to what true health and wellness is. But then continuing forward, I hadn't learned much else in terms of not pushing myself. And so I pushed myself and I pushed myself to the point where one day I found a lump in my throat. And you never you know, there's something about, oh, I have a little rash or my foot kind of hurts. But when you find a lump in your body, that's always a major red flag. So calm down, went and got it tested. I'll never forget the phone call I received, letting me know that it was not benign, that it was cancer, had absolutely no idea what this meant. All I heard was the C word. And so once I had calmed down, I started to kind of come to the realization that this makes a lot of sense. 
I had literally spent years running my body into the ground, pushing myself to the brim to the point where my body said, if you're not going to slow down and stop, I'm going to make you. And so I ended up with thyroid cancer. And that was my wake up call. That was my moment where I said, okay, something genuinely needs to change and turn around or, you know, it's only going to continue going downhill from here. And for anyone who is just listening to this, I know you and I are doing video right now. You look very young. Do you mind me asking how old you were when you were diagnosed with this thyroid cancer? I was 28. That's terrifying. I mean, that's terrifying at any age, but it's, you don't think about things like in your twenties of like getting cancer. And I remember hearing that potential even for myself. And I think I was 24 at the time. Okay. And it's like your world falls apart. And I, as I'm sure you can relate, and I, I want to focus on you, but it's like, it's almost like the doctors, I don't want to say have like no sympathy, but it's just like this next up, this is next up. This is, and you're just like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, but like, but what, like, what does this mean? Like, uh, like I'm crying on the phone and the, the lady talking to me is like in your head, I'm sure she's probably like, okay, girl, like get yourself together. Like you got to make some notes about what we're going to do yeah. going forward. And you're like, can you just cry with me for a minute? Like, I know you don't know me, but like, this sucks. Was there anything in your life that I know you said you were feeling, you were feeling burnt out and, you know, you were starting to have these panic attacks, but was there anything else that you're like, wow, this is weird. Like, you know, looking back now, they were kind of red flags, but at the time you were just like, oh, like, I'm, I guess I'm just chalking this up Mm -hmm. to feeling burnt out. No, I mean, that's exactly it. Like at the time, no, I was, you know, I, I, I was in a world that was dominated by work harder. I was in sales as a personal trainer and I was in fitness and I was a competitive athlete. So it was like, there was, you just worked harder. You just trained more. That was the only thing I thought there was never a concept of like, maybe rest, take a few days off, uh, lighten up your calendar a little bit. It was like, just do more, just push and work harder. I think that that was a problem though. None of that I could see at that time. So years later, I see it clear as day. And it was from that experience that it was kind of like my enough is enough. I, my family, I distinctly, I remember saying my my brother saying, you're the healthiest person I know. I don't understand. And I, years later started thinking, well, was I, was I really, obviously I wasn't healthy. You know, this doesn't happen to healthy people. So it fueled my fire. And I said, enough's enough. This, if this can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. And listen, I have had since, many, many experiences of cancer in my family. Both my parents have had very, very serious cancers. This was a partial thyroidectomy, a day surgery. And from what it looked like on the outside, I was recovered. You know, I could move on. I was never threatened for my life, but I think it was just enough for me to flip that switch on and say, like I said, if this can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. And I'm sick and tired of our culture bringing on that messaging, perpetuating the harder, better, faster, stronger. Uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. If you're napping, you're lazy. This concept of not taking care of ourselves because it's wildly unavoidable. And so I did the best thing I knew that I could, which was to serve and to give back to our community. Because at the same time, I was tired of, of the saga and sitting in my own shit for, for months and saying, okay, I can help people, I can share our message, and I can turn this into something or I can wallow. It's up to me. And so I started a lunchtime workout up on Parliament Hill. 
that has grown across the country. And prior to the pandemic was hundreds and hundreds of people up on the hill every single Thursday, teaching them how to move in a way that makes sense for them. So that is how I ended up becoming the CEO of my own company. And it was, you know, I didn't set out that way. I always knew that I was going to do something big, do something impactful, but I didn't know that it was going to be like this. And it was from going through those challenging times that, you know, it birthed this incredible new life. There's a question I want to ask you, but before I do that, do you know who Ben Greenfield is? Yes, I have heard of him. I remember listening to him on a podcast saying the exact same thing. He's like this fitness guru expert in his field. And he was like, you know, I was doing the Ironman. I was doing all of these triathlons and I was training and I was on the outside, you know, I was shredded and and like had all these abs and he goes, it wasn't. And he goes, you know, I knew on the outside, it looked great, but he's like, I had brain fog and all these things. And it wasn't until he did like this test that he was like, his exact words were like, I was literally like dying on the inside, but looked Mm -hmm. great on the outside. And that's when he made the connection Mm -hmm. that there's more than just physical exercise to being health, healthy, essentially. Yeah, exactly. You had said that you were, it it, it was a partial, I'm sorry, what was the term that you used for? They took a partial thyroidectomy. They took out half my thyroid. So which is still like, that's still like, you have to go through all of these things. What was it afterwards that I don't know, maybe did a doctor encourage you, but what was that next step for you to start to recover and become more healthier? Like, did you start cleaning out? You said you're um, rehearsing like whole, all these holistic practices, but like that first thing, was it like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start dumbing down even on my exercises mm-hmm. and just do like a two days a week as opposed to seven days a week was it daily walks was it more water was it cleaning out your skincare like what were those next few steps that started that you took to start making a healthier lifestyle for yourself I'd love to say that it was this you know one shot my whole life the heavens opened up and I started changing I'm stubborn and if you've been one way for so long literally my whole life it's difficult to make those changes so it was Um, perpetually hitting the wall, perpetually burning out over and over and over again, right? They say that it needs to hurt enough for us to actually make a change. And that was my experience, even afterwards. So I remember going back to my surgeon and saying, I'm exhausted. I'm like perpetually tired. And this isn't just I didn't get enough sleep last night tired, I'm dragging my butt and I cannot function. I'm lightheaded when I work out. I have this chronic fatigue. And She looked at me and she said, no, I get it. I know everybody's tired. And so I believe if I had to look back, that would be one of the moments where I realized, okay, this needs to be something that I learn more about that I educate myself on, not only so I can help myself, but I I can help other people as well, learn to listen to their bodies so that they can feel their best. And I realized that I need to lean on the people that I have. So, you know, when when the person is ready to learn, when you're ready to transform, that is the miracle. That is when your resources will be available to you. You'll actually finally be able to see what is right in front of you. And that's what happened to me. I had many coaches, many practitioners who are around me, surrounding me that could teach me. I started studying a lot of Paul Check, for example. So a lot of holistic health practitioners and just started going down that route and started meditating, journaling, and reading every book I could 
so that I could learn how to listen to my body. And this was wildly foreign to me because I had this message and this, this story on repeat that if I wasn't doing enough, I wasn't going to be successful. If I wasn't doing enough, I was lazy. If I wasn't doing enough, it wasn't going to happen. If it wasn't me doing it, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to be done right. I constantly had to roll up my socks and get to work. And that's something that I still work on till this day. So it was a lot of just baby steps, a lot of self-compassion. And I would, to be totally honest, it's, it's been years where I can finally say, you know, yesterday I went for a walk and that was my workout for the day. And it's taken years of reprogramming my mind into understanding what is workout for me, what is movement, what is exercise that makes sense for my body. And that's what I try and impart on our community and our movement that we've created. I feel like you and I sound so similar with each other, especially when it comes to working out. And I have talked to somebody else on the podcast before about how you know, physical exercise or working out can become this really unhealthy addiction. And we hear the thing working out and we're like, Oh, working out, everybody should be, we should be finding movement of, of some kind every single day. But there is this line of like, now it's become an addiction and it's become, it's become a bad habit and a bad health practice. What were, what does your physical movement look like now? I know you said you, you do things that like, feel good to you? Is it do you kind of have a set schedule? Do you change it up throughout the day? Like I, there is something to be said for challenging ourselves and, you know, trying new things and kind of pushing our bodies in a healthy boundary, and also listening to yourself. Because I know there's some people who are like, well, I just don't feel like it. And that's their story, like every single day. And at some point, you're like, okay, well, you know, we do have to go on that walk, you might not feel like it, but like, we need to Mm -hmm. walk for 10 minutes today. So what were what was, what does your routine look like now? And um, I would love for you to talk on finding kind of that healthy boundary of pushing ourselves and also that rest. Yeah, this is something I've really sunk my teeth into a lot over the past years, I believe that there's two spectrums. The reason we started Move Camp and the movement of the free free lunchtime uh, movement sessions that are inclusive to everybody is because I believe, I don't believe we're lazy. I don't believe that we don't have it in us. I don't believe that we're not working hard enough. I think that we're overworked. <laughs> I think that we're overstressed, that we take on too much, that our calendars are full, that our personal lives are full, that we're constantly feeling like it's not enough. And then we try and add working out on top of that. So you're on two spectrums. I don't think anybody's in the middle. I think you're either overtraining and we're pushing ourselves to the brim, just like I was, or I think we're on the other end where we're so flipping exhausted that the concept of exercise is like, it's not even a thought. It's not going to happen. So you're either sedentary for many reasons, or we're training way, way too much. And you find me somebody who doesn't fit on those two ends of the spectrum. I will wait because we have become so accustomed to the messaging that's out there where it's, it's not acceptable for us to not be constantly pushing and trying to overachieve. So as of lately, I will be totally transparent. These are things that I still struggle with. I am still working on, I'm reading the energy paradox right now. I have to remember who wrote it, but a fantastic book talking all about chronic fatigue, especially because I think everything that we've all just been through over these past couple of years. So I wake up every day and I assess where my body is at. 
How am I feeling? Did I get enough sleep? Did I wake up tired? Do I have energy? Do I feel a little bit saddened or depressed for no particular reason? You know, where am I at? And then from there, I make a judgment call on how I'm going to move my body that day. And again, that took years of reprogramming, but oftentimes, and lately it's been walking. I've been dabbling in some TRX movements. My workout today was 10 minutes long. And it is more than enough that I need for my body right now, because I know if I push it past, I'll end up what I like to call stress sick. I'll end up, you know, with migraines, my digestion will be all over the place. And because I'm so hypersensitive to it now, I don't have shame in moving my body that way because I am, I have no desire to not feel good. (laughs) I want to feel as best as I absolutely can. So the message that I try and part and part onto people is it is empowering to listen to your body. Let it be empowering, knowing that you love yourself so much that you are going to do whatever it is that you need to do to feel your best. And a lot of the times that can mean taking stuff off your plate, setting boundaries, saying no, giving yourself permission to actually pay attention to how you're feeling. So it's a day by day journey. And I don't, you know, gone are the days where I have a structured regimented workout program and I'm totally okay with that. Isn't it? I want to say, isn't it kind of amazing, like in a great way? Also, like, like you we say like, oh, like in a funny way. And it's like, it's like, it's not really funny, but like how our bodies are so like in tune with mm-hmm. telling us like physically showing us, okay, like you are pushing yourself a little bit much. Like, we'll we'll chalk like a migraine up to like, I have no idea why I have a migraine. And you're like, Okay. But if you really look on the past week or, you know, days, like what are you doing that is leading up to this? Like the body doesn't Mm -hmm. do things just for the hell of it. It's signaling Mm -hmm. you that there's something going on, either immediately there's something wrong, or there's like a prolonged thing going on. And we like, this is being addressed right now. And like you said, sometimes it takes like this huge slap in the face or this huge rock bottom moment or big catastrophe thing to say, oh my God, I was like overdoing it. Or I was, you know, consistently burning ourselves out. And I'm so with you. I think we're in a a world where like, it's, we get, you know, kind of shunned if we're like, Hey, I'm just like having a lazy day. I'm like reading. I'm, you know, I'm just taking, taking a chill day. And it's, especially I find in the entrepreneurial world where you can see what other people are doing and you can see that they're ahead of a a quote unquote ahead of you. Yeah. You know, even though that's not the case in your eyes, it looks like they're ahead of you and it's like, okay, like I'll just put in another hour or I like to, I don't like to signal him out, but I call it like the Gary V mindset where it's like 24, seven, 24, seven, build your business, Mm -hmm. go, 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 go. And it's, really leading to a lot of burnout it's really leading to a lot of fatigue it's leading to a lot of illnesses and diseases like I can't tell you how many people have come onto the podcast and have had like Mm -hmm. autoimmune diseases Mm -hmm. and in my head I'm going like is this normal like do I just not remember hearing about this growing up or is there this new phenomenon of people honestly just creating like autoimmune diseases in themselves because we're just so used to being stressed all the time yeah no, we are. We are used to it. And it's normalized. It's so normalized. You're a little bit bloated. Yeah, everybody's bloated. You don't look bloated, you know. Oh, you're tired. Yeah. You, and then it's a competition, a debate on how tired the next person is. It's it's just part of our culture. 
And I think I feel like now my mission, well, I know my mission now is to encourage people to feel empowered by actually listening to themselves because it doesn't have to be this way. And you don't always have to hit rock bottom. You don't have to get cancer. You don't have to constantly feel like garbage in order to actually turn it around. You know, there are professional athletes. There are people out there who have a lot of energy, who are a lot of, are very active and thoroughly enjoy doing that and being like that. And that's awesome. And I believe that those people, you know, they've got it dialed in, they're listening to themselves. They know the difference. Um, or they're full-time athletes and this is all they do, right? They're not trying to add on a workout at the end of a 12-hour day. So it's definitely, it's a culture shift. I would love to know, I would love to know, A, if you're cancer-free or if you're in that period, you know, that period of maybe being. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I think it's just the the residual effects of it afterwards. Yeah, just a lot of still focusing on gut health and uh, chronic fatigue and those kinds of things. So I think that that qualifies me even more to be able to talk about it because I know that I'm not alone, you know? Yeah, no, but I would love to know what was your recovery like? Like, uh, you Mm. know, you said it was a few years ago that you had this diagnosis and I'm sure you're still going through every day. It's like, it's this, this journey of recovery and of making myself the best, healthiest version of myself. But what were those initial recovery Mm -hmm. steps like for you? The biggest thing I always talk about, and I encourage all of our community members, anybody that comes across my path is to journal. And it's so, I feel like when I say that people are like, what are you talking about? How does that have to do with anything health and movement related, you know, fitness related? I think my, when I started down this journey, journey, I started journaling and then I started getting into meditation and those two practices have wholeheartedly changed my life, changed the way that I, I move, changed the way that I listen to myself, changed the way that I operate my business. And because it allows me to hear myself, to hear my intuition, to hear what my body is saying, to calm down enough to be able to listen. And so that's the first thing that I encourage people to start doing is develop, I encourage it as a morning routine, but develop this routine where you are free writing, you're meditating, and preferably reading, you know, some material every single day. That's, that's the main journey, I would say that really led me to even being remotely healthy today and to actually overcoming that entire experience. And it's something that I believe it still keeps me on track today. And what I, you know, I promote and encourage everybody to do and get involved in. It's not something that necessarily happens overnight. It's a practice. Like I, I, it's a muscle that you have to build. It's a new skill that you have to implement into your day to day. And I think there's a lot, it's met with a lot of resistance because we look at it and thinking, and I thought the same way too. I dealt, I, I wrote a post the other day about a health assessment that I had done once and the health practitioner asked me how many times a day I meditate or a week I meditate. And I said, you know, maybe once a week, she asked me if I could increase that time. And I looked at her like, I wanted to strangle her. Like, are you kidding me? Where am I going to fit this into my day? I've already, you know, I'm, I'm running a business. I'm, I'm at that time. I'm all things, you know, I'm, I'm accounting, I'm sales, I'm, I'm a marketing team, like I'm everything. And you want me to sit still all like for how long every single day? Um, It's met with a lot of resistance because it's scary. It's scary to do something different. It's scary to do the unknown. It's scary to not be training an hour and a half every single day if that's where you're used to, you know, and I'm not saying that you 
have to necessarily stop doing that. I'm saying sit down and pay attention to how you're feeling and then reassess going from there. So I think unless we really start to hone in on these things that we won't see a major shift. And, you know, there's a reason why there are so many books and courses and, and practitioners speaking on this topic because it's only getting worse <laughs> right now. I love that you had a, a nurse practitioner or the, this person doing this health assessment with you who told yeah. you to meditate. And I've spoken about it very openly, like yoga for me, like the physical part of yoga changed my life, but meditation was like that next thing that yeah. stopped the voices inside my head. And it sounds like borderline like psychotic but it's it's true I don't think we truly truly know until we become aware and we know of how negative we are to ourselves and that Mm -hmm. can look like anything from you know even in my yoga journey where it was like well that girl's doing a better chaturanga than I am or that girl can hit dance or pose and I'm still struggling with that or you know I should be able to go five more minutes in this exercise like why am I feeling so tired or sore or like it's it's amazing how many things if you really stopped and been like wow like that like anything should have drank more water today Mm, that person went on a an hour long walk today what did you do oh that person is making five thousand dollars in their business and you're not like it's incredible how mm-hmm. negative we can really be to ourselves. And I, I like, I'm a meditation teacher and I try to beat people over the head, like just meditate. Like it doesn't have to be this crazy long thing, right? It can be five minutes. And, you know, there's that saying that like, if you don't have five minutes to meditate, you should take an hour. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those that people like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And it's like, my one argument is always like, are you on Instagram or Facebook? Like maybe you mm-hmm. can take five minutes away from that and you can meditate and like truly notice a huge difference in your, in your life. Like I, and yeah. it can seem like it's a long time happening, but it can also be very quick where you notice, you know, you just, you start to become, I, I think aware quicker than you're like, you start to really notice the compounding effects of meditation. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, I think, and I think any, everybody will come at it on their own time. You know, you have to get uncomfortable enough, I think, to, to actually make a change and, you know, it's different for everybody. And I think you really taking the time to to just self-assess, are you happy with the way things are? Do you feel good? Do you feel confident? And if not, then, you know, there are many tools available to you to start adapting and to start changing. It's just, you just listen to everyday conversation and you'll hear so many people say the same things. You're overstressed, you're overtired. There's not enough time in the day. You know, where do I take a step back? And I just, I think the only main thing I want to impart on people is if, if you, you know, when is enough enough, if you're not going to take a step back, then, you know, you might be forced to one day and you don't have to, you don't have to have the same story as me. You don't have to constantly still be working out the residual effects of having gone through what I went through years back. You know, you can pay attention now, see how you're at now and vibrantly continue living your life, moving in whatever way works for you and feeling energetic. I think the most important message is to make sure you are paying attention to where you're at. So you're not ignoring the warning signs like I did. I would love to know, you had said that closer to the beginning of our conversation, you were looking more into like the holistic approach of things. And I would just love to know if you 
are willing to talk about it like the things that we might not honestly be thinking of like you said the ingredients in our skincare the pots and the pans that we're using the water that we're yeah. we're consuming can you speak a little bit on like maybe things that we're using on a daily basis and we truly just don't know how negative they are in our you know our our mm -hmm. hormones our health system our immune system all of that I mean you want to think about it I say the biggest culprits to people's health is inflammation so stress and sugar and sugar can be stress so stress <laughs> you know we're all over stress there's good stress there's not so good stress and but it doesn't matter what types of stress you're putting on your body it's still the same reactions going on inside your system so exercise can be a good form of stress but if you're overstressed at work and you're uh you know you've got a lot going on maybe your your kids are still at home right now you've got a lot going on in your personal life you're adding on exercise on top of all that you're not sleeping enough that is a boatload of stress so any type of added stress you're putting on your body processed foods so junk food foods that aren't really alive so they're not whole food they're packaged foods uh, perfumes so there's a lot of uh, toxins and chemicals in the personal care products that we use so a lot of that will put stress on our bodies like the 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 screen time the information that we take in so if you're a news junkie and you're just having that information come at you all day long that's another form of stress so I think, you know, can be very overwhelming. You're saying, okay, so I need to meditate. I need to listen to how I'm feeling. I need to journal. I need to start taking all these things out of my life. All I'm saying is look at where you're at. Just like you said, if you are perpetually feeling bloated or tired or overwhelmed, ask yourself, okay, what's going on in my life that could probably be leading to this? We always know we do. We're very smart people and, and creatures. We do know, forget what the, you know, mass media is telling you that you don't know what you're talking about. You're lazy. So you need to buy this product. You know, you know, what's going on in your body. You know, if you need to take a step back, um, my company move collective, when we started move camp, it was all through collaboration. So we joined for forces in arguably the most competitive industry out there linked arms with personal, uh, trainers, fitness professionals, uh, meditation specialists, healers and said let's work together to serve the greater good perfect we built it they showed up it, it's been incredible it's been an incredible seven years of providing free fitness events which turned into a movement across Canada so what we decided to do is collaborate with businesses who are fighting the good fight so they've got incredible products they've they have a beautiful message they are genuinely caring about your health and wellness and your well-being these are companies that provide organic product lines, personal care product line, healthy, healthy, chemical free soaps that you can use with your dishes, you know, bed sheets that aren't going to mess up your hormones. Um, so this is what my company does is, is be able to provide you with that education through our portals, through the companies that we work with, so that you can know. Um, there are a lot of effects. I'm not, I'm definitely no expert, but there are a lot of effects that all of these products can have and, and these different stressors in our life can have in our bodies and again the more that we have in our system uh the more challenging it's going to be so on the flip side the sooner you stop using you know mainstream perfume or the sooner you buy a completely different toothpaste one little thing at a time is going to genuinely heavily impact your health for the for the better isn't it amazing how well like in the worst possible way how 
many chemicals and like added shit there is to our everyday everything like I downloaded the think dirty app I don't know if you've ever heard of it oh my I was like I gotta get rid of (laughs) I gotta get rid of it and I you think you're buying clean a lot of the time right and there's so much like this greenwashing marketing thing is like this new trend that's coming out of like you need to watch out for these things and it's like you think you're doing the right things and it's like oh my god like this thing is like horrible for you or these things anything with like the word perfume or fragrance like yeah that could be part of like three thousand different like it's just Mm -hmm. mind and it's also it can also be very overwhelming now so we've almost gone back to this overwhelmingness of like I'm trying to do the right things I'm trying to be healthy I'm trying to do all the correct things and I'm almost stressing myself out to the point of thinking am I doing the right things yeah no and I think that that's you are you know I everybody cut themselves some slack like you know, sometimes you're gonna, you're gonna eat the big, I always say like, eat the damn cookie. If you want a cookie at the end of the day and after dinner, like, I'm not saying this is the first question I get all the time is you must eat really, really clean. I don't even know what that means anymore. Like I have junk food. I have my junk food might look different than someone else's junk food, but I'm not as strict as you would think because we're all so human and it's okay to have that glass of wine, you know, once a while, it's okay to have the sugar once in a while, it's where this stuff becomes a habit where you're having it every single day, you're ignoring the warning signs, that's where it can become stressful. But you want to, again, think about it. And that comes back from the meditation and the journaling, where you say, okay, I'm excited. I'm excited about becoming this person that I know that I can be I I long and I'm amped up to have more energy in my life to feel vibrant to wake up every day passionate about what I do for a living. So we create this picture on our mind of who that person is and what it is that we're working towards. And then you just start chipping away at it through the inspiration, right? Not through the concept of, okay, I need to do more. Okay. I need to eliminate these things from my life. I need to reassess my workout program. I need to do, 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 do. Just sit back and listen intuitively. You will know, you will be guided. Continue listening to podcasts, continue listening to things that empower you And then you can just one at a time, start where it makes sense for you. You know, there, there's still a lot of people I'm sure that don't have organic sheets and that's still sleeping. (laughs) You know, there's a huge swift in, um, uh, green guard certified, uh, uh, mattresses. Now that's like a huge movement that wasn't around even a year ago. Um, so a lot of these things are coming into place. And if you approach it from a place of empowerment, place of, of of excitement and positivity of who you are becoming, then it's so much easier to just do that thing that you know is going to help you feel better. So it's the same thing of saying like you, when you were moving your body and you were sleeping well and you were eating well, you don't feel like having a hot fudge Sunday at the end of the day. You don't feel like, you know, drinking 10 beer. You want to do things that are continue making you feel this way. So start from that place first, and then you'll be able to continue moving along the rest of those lifestyle changes. No, I love that so, so much. I talk about it all the time. Just start, like start one thing and you will notice this reciprocal effect because you'll start to feel better and great. And it will just translate into other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. I would love to know, you've talked about meditation. You've talked about, you know, finding movement and journaling. Are there any other things 
either in your day-to-day life, like maybe there's like this green smoothie drink that you make all the time that makes you just feel amazing. Or even like on a monthly basis that you're like, you know, maybe I go and get a massage or I do a Reiki session or, you know, I stop screen time at 8 PM every single night. Like, is there anything else that you have added into your life to enhance it? And I would also love to know, are there other things that you've completely cut out that have made a true difference for you? Yeah. Okay. One thing comes to mind, there was a point in time where I would like have, I don't know, three protein shakes a day. I've like, unless it is a a company that we partner with, you know, more of a plant-based company, I know what the ingredients are. I remember cutting all of that stuff out and not just taking things mindlessly. That was something I did a lot of. And so it, I knew that I knew that it didn't make me feel good. A lot of the times I would have some of these shakes and I would just feel instantly bloated. (laughs) So unless it's something that I vetted that my company works with an organization, you'll see the companies that we work with. If you follow me, these are the organizations and the, and the products that I put in my body and that, um, I follow along with. What was the second part of your question? Things I've cut out and uh, things that you've added into your life that have really enhanced it, whether oh, yeah. it's like a, like an algae tablet or I, I don't know, I'm just coming up with things there. <laughs> so if you're somebody that's listening to this, you're like, okay, I've listened to my body. I know that there's something up. I can't figure it out. I don't know what it is. Like I have introduced a getting regular blood work through my MD. I work with a naturopathic doctor and I work with um, like meditation specialists. So people that I follow that I, I really you know, resonate with their messaging and and what it is that they teach. So those are main things. I built my team because if you feel like you've tried everything, you know, you're, you cut out dairy and you don't have gluten and, you know, you've been on low FODMAT diet for those who know what it is. And, you know, you know, you it's, nothing's really helping get tested, tell, get your body to tell you what is actually going on. Don't just throw supplements at it. Take it from somebody who spent thousands of dollars before actually getting tested, get yourself tested. I call it my Mia team, build up your team of professionals that are around you that can teach you meditation that can get your blood work that you can talk to that can test different things um, to find out what's going on in your gut. So you can find that out. That was a huge, huge thing. Um, If it's available to you, I strongly recommend that. Um, Again, you can connect with me. I'll, I'll tell you who I work with. The other things is big time setting boundaries. I use Calendly. I love that app. In that platform, I set the days I have my meetings. Those are the days that I have meetings. That is it. That is all. The world is not going to explode and implode if I do anything outside of that. I use the focus setting on my phone. I, I, I'm sure if you have a smartphone, I don't know if it's just, I don't think it's just the iPhone, but if you have a smartphone, I'm sure there is some sort of setting that sets boundaries for you. So if I'm working, if I'm working out, if I'm meditating, if I just want some me time, my phone setting, I have a setting for every single one of them. It is so empowering and uplifting to set those boundaries and say to the world, like, you don't need me right now. Adopting the mindset that nothing is an emergency, you know, unless someone is dying or you get an awful phone call from your family about something, nothing's an emergency. Everything is fine. Those are like the adopting that mindset and setting boundaries around things has done like I can't even explain to you how, how empowering that is. And then getting outside for a walk every day. I swear by walking, get outside, move your body, get in the trees, breathe in the fresh air, go for a walk every single day and do not beat yourself up. If you feel like you need that as your workout and that's it for the day, let that be enough. 
So I have a laundry list of things, but those are my main, <laughs> my main go-tos. No, I, I resonate with all of that. And I think they're, they're very, they're things like you've said before, we know, like we, we know these things that we just, we, we give our power away a lot of the time, but they're so easy implementable, which is why I love that you brought them up. Like it's, it's easy in a sense to put your phone away and to focus on the task at hand. At the same time, it's not easy for some people, but it's something yeah. that you've said it before. It's a muscle. Like you just, you just, you know, set alarms for yourself. Like I can't even tell you how many times I have started a habit or something in my life by writing sticky notes and sticking it everywhere or literally setting alarms in my, in my phone for it. I'm still on this. Like, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to get a house phone because I'm really good at putting my phone into like airplane mode at night. But I'm like, if anybody ever needed me, I know. <laughs> like when the when the nuclear power plant alarm went off like a few months maybe even a year ago I don't know if you ever got that but where I was living we got that that alarm phone was in airplane mode I was like oh I would have been dead in like minutes because I didn't get that alarm like my phone was in airplane mode so right yeah it makes a world of difference to have these boundaries and to you know I I keep hearing this thing of like self-care isn't selfish it's like you need Mm -hmm. it but it's it's still this mindset of like well you know like I should I should accommodate somebody like they're doing me a favor by having you know even this podcast sometimes people are like oh can we do like eight o'clock at night and I'm very hard at going like no that is my like Mm -hmm. no tech time I do not work past a certain time anymore so thank you very much for bringing all of that out yeah I think the more that you can reduce the noise Mm -hmm. reduce the background noise the more that you can become aware and the more that you can hear Mm -hmm. and I think that that's that's all it's about is getting yourself grounded and centered that you can hear yourself you can hear your body you can listen to your intuition and the best way to do that is by drowning out the background noise so you can just get clear on what it is that you know is, is meant to be for you and what's really going on in your body is there anything that we haven't discussed that you really want somebody to start noticing in their own life or maybe a practice that changed your life and you would like them to start implementing or just even like an organization or a product or service that has changed your life that you're like, I want people to know about this because it's made such a difference for me. I think it's just the radical shift of this concept between approaching your health and fitness goals from a place of shame versus a place of love. And I think that, you know, if I can leave this planet having imparted that message on people and having that turn around in their minds, then I feel like I would have lived a fulfilled life. Approaching your health and wellness from shame sounds like, I can't believe I let myself get this far. Oh my God, I'm so fat. Ugh, like I just, I can't lose weight. Comparison, a constant comparison of you and that person on Instagram or that other person, that friend that, you know, that lost 50 pounds doing X, Y, Z, this gross, frustrated, shameful feeling, and then going after the thing, buying the program, doing the workout, setting your schedule from this really low vibration, gross place in your body, and then going and taking on the goals that doesn't work. That brings us back full circle to a place of, well, it's not working. I need to work harder. I need to train more. I need to do more. That's not working. I'm exhausted. Ugh, burnout, 
starting all over again, over and over and over again. And sometimes it works a little bit and then you, you plateau and it's not working because inherently it's not coming from a grounded high vibe place versus you are journaling, you're meditating, you're cutting yourself some slack. You start paying attention to how you're feeling. You get excited about who it is that you're becoming. You get excited about this energy that you're bringing. You are, your voice in your head starts to sound more like self-compassion. Like, Hey, we journaled this morning for five minutes. Awesome. Oh, I went for a walk with my kids on the weekend. That's so great. I never would have done that before and start living in this high vibe space and then taking action. So then moving your body, then purchasing that workout program, then starting that diet that you know will help heal your gut. Start from a place that makes you feel empowered and gives you high vibration. And that is how you can stick to it. That's how you start developing habits. That's how you start to feel your best. And the most important part is how you start to continuously feel incredibly proud of yourself. Because you need to know that you got you in order to actually continue moving forward in these mental practices to drown out the noise, to surround yourself with people who are going to keep bringing you those high vibes. Do it from a place of love and your whole world will magically change. So think versus health and fitness versus from a place of shame versus a place of love. Choose love every time and your whole world will change. I love that so much. I would love if you could, you've talked a little bit about it, but if you could talk a little bit more about your move collective, your Canada, and just let us know, you know, what is it that we are in, in, in for if we decide to participate? And I know I'm sure with COVID, some of this has changed in drastic ways and also has probably improved in some other ways. So I would love if you could talk a little bit about that. All right. So we're a not-for-profit organization committed to keeping Canadians moving. It's the lunchtime work that I was telling you about that we started seven years ago up on Parliament Hill. It is a high energy, uh, completely inclusive, all welcoming lunchtime movement session. Our tagline is to move in a way that makes sense for you. So once you're part of our community, you're involved in this organization that encourages you to listen to your body, to feel your best. So we offer a whole bunch. We offer 75 plus different events a year. In the summer, it's a 13 week free fitness series. Throughout the winter, we are online. We're in person at different locations. We do collaborations with organizations to link arms with them, to integrate our events, to encourage Canadians to move. And the best part uh, is that it's completely free. Every single event that we offer is totally free. We collaborate with coaches across the country who facilitate these sessions for us. And if you love what they're doing, you can work with them. You can uh, participate in their programming. Uh, We also offer corporate wellness programs. So Move Collective is our our hub for healthy wellness. And we offer corporate wellness programs. We offer a conference. We offer a certification for our coaches too. So if you're somebody who's like, I love this. I love community. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I want to serve Canadians. This is something for you. If you love working with people, you love being in crowds. This is an opportunity for you to shine your light in our community. And so we offer a certification to certify coaches. And like I said, it's all completely free. And I I, I like to call us a doing campaign. So we have a lot of awareness campaigns in our country. We have a lot of data that says, you know, we need to move more. We need to take care of ourselves. So we take that data and we turn it into action. So we're, we're a wellness doing campaign that is committed to keeping Canadians healthy. I love that so much. And I feel like 
I mean, we know the importance of it. And then with COVID and everything, I feel like this really like exasperated, like it's so important to be taking care of your health and wellness on every level. And I'm sure you can relate to this where, you know, when COVID hit and like fitness studios and stuff were one of the first things to, or one of the last things I should say, get up and running. And it's like, we know, we know how important this is. Like a, I feel like they should never have closed down. Like I wish they would have stayed open because I think that was a place for people to stay healthy, to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of keep their sanity, to work on like mental health and stuff. But I, I love that you guys turned this around and said, okay, like w- you can still do it from the covering of your home. And even yeah. with winter and stuff in Canada, as you know, like sometimes it's not always blissful to go outside if it's negative 35 degrees outside and you're like, oh, I should go for a walk. It's now you've brought it inside and it's like you do what you can in the circumstances that are being handed to you and you're still consistently working on your health and your wellness. Yeah. No, exactly it. And yeah, we were able to transition quite a bit and uh, connect with coaches, like I said, across Canada and then offer our programming virtually, which has allowed us to connect with so many Canadians. So we're grateful in a roundabout weird way. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so amazing. Before I send everybody off to check you out, to check out the collective and the camp and everything that you're offering, we have just five fun little questions to kind of get to know you in a bonus round. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, I want to preface this by saying I was on your Instagram earlier looking at your book recommendation list and I'm like, I, I, I think all of the books are now on my list. I'm like, I gotta read this. I gotta check this <laughs> out. <laughs> because my first question for you is what is a book, podcast or resource that has brought you value and you want to share with the audience? Okay, podcast would be and book Gabby Bernstein anything Gabby Bernstein all her books and all her podcasts love it I feel like it's a modern day she's a modern day version of spirituality and it's so much more digestible that way um for the women listening the Kate Northrup do less book was I was 34 years old when I read that book and I had learned about my period for the first time genuinely like how it affects my life for the first time in 34 years it will change your life and the way that you operate your day to day and teach you more about your body and what goes on in a monthly cycle than you probably have ever learned. So I, that is like a book I recommend to every woman. And if you're a smart, intelligent man, then you will read that book. If you are uh, with women and you are in a partnership or relationship with a woman, then I strongly encourage that as well, because it will also change your life to learn about what goes on with us every, every single month. Oh, okay. I'll definitely have to check that out. I did have somebody come on who talked about syncing like fitness with your period. And I was like, yeah. like the concept was like, oh my God, that makes like so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also go check out your highlight of your book recommendations. Cause like I said, I was like, yes. got to read that one. Got to read that one. Got to read that <laughs> one. So like they were yeah. some good recommendations. So thank you for the one, but also go check out your highlight reel there. My second question for you is who is a person or influencer that you look up to for inspiration? Oh my gosh. There's so many on a daily basis, but I would say when I started my company, I learned about this organization that we are now partnered with called national health and fitness day. So uh, former Senator Nancy green rain and her team 
um, a, a whole bunch of people started this program, but she was one of the catalyst people that started this uh, this movement. And so we're now partnered with them. We offer an event for them every single year and their messaging is to make Canada the fittest nation on earth. So I was like, this is exactly what we're doing. Let's continue to work together. She was named Canada's female athlete of the 21st century. She was, she became a Senator. She started this movement. She, I think she just retired, I believe at 72, but she was just this, uh, Olympian that my mom remembers watching. She was a skier, Olympic skier, uh, turned Senator that did so many incredible things. And I sat down with her one day at parliament, had a meeting with her and it was like a pivotal moment in my life. And so I just, I am inspired by women who go after what they want. And she is the epitome of that. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing her. (laughs) My third question for you is, what are you grateful for today? Today, I am grateful for my mother's health. Over the past few years, she was uh, also diagnosed with cancer more than once. And it was a very, very scary moment for us last year. Yeah, last year, last summer, and not the summer that's passed, the summer before that. And so she is well on her way to recovery and every day. It has changed me. It's changed the way I look at life. It's changed the way my scal- my calendar is. Calendly was a, a result of that experience. And so I'm just grateful to have my family and my, my family's health. Oh, that's so beautiful. And go mom, fingers yeah. crossed and like putting out all the good vibes for her. My fourth question for you is what is your spirit animal? Oh, um, my actual spirit animal is a black swan. Um, I had a Reiki session done once uh, with a a woman on our team. She is a Reiki specialist and that uh, was what came out. But I also really love the otter (laughs) because I love swimming. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, swans too, water, right? Uh, Like, are you, are you a Pisces baby? What's another water sign? Pisces for sure. I'm a Leo. I'm very okay. <laughs> okay so no water yeah. but maybe that's no. like that's the opposite right so yeah mm-hmm. True. my final question for you is what is your favorite form of self-care to practice oh I like the well my morning routine it's honestly like cracked me I I will take a good two hours in the morning I will get up early way earlier than I need to so I can I have my coffee I light a candle I read, I journal, I meditate, and then I journal some more and then I'm done for the day. Like, it's like, I had another health practitioner ask me the other day, like, you know, do you feel like you have a lot to do? Like, is that like a lot on your plate? And no, I'm like, everything else can get put off the calendar. If that gets done, then I just know that I'm going to operate better. So yeah, I, I, I like my meantime, like I'm, I'm an introvert at the same time. I am such a diehard morning routine fan. Like I, when I get up in the morning and like my husband will say that he'll be like, okay, babe, like I'll see you at lunchtime when you're done floating. Like, and it's like, (laughs) it's not that long. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's a decent amount of time. People consistently are like, oh, when you have kids, that'll change. And I'm like, but I don't, I know. So (laughs) I know, I know one day we'll have to adopt. I know I'd rather but no I yeah I'm like I love my morning routine and like if you want me to be in a good mood you will let me meditate and find my 10 minutes of stretching like that is like unless you want a psychotic girl on your hands just let me meditate 
<laughs> exactly. Sounds like we're on the same vibe. <laughs> Mia, this has been such a fun conversation. If people want to follow along with you, maybe they want to check out your book, Highlight Reel, or just Yay. connect with you with Move Collective and Move Camp Canada, where can everybody go and find you? Best place you can catch me is on Instagram at Mia Sankobay. And then our movement is Move Camp Canada. Both of those accounts will lead you to all the things. Movecamp.ca is also a great place to learn more. Perfect. I will make sure everything is linked in the show notes. Mia, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you give it a five-star rating and review. It takes two moments of your time and truly does make a difference in growing this community and showing support for the show. Make sure to stop by and say hi on social media, take a screenshot of this episode, tag our guest, tag me and hashtag the show, hashtag BYL podcast, share it out on your Instagram stories so that we can share it out on ours and I will make sure to slide into your DMs to say hello. Until next Monday, everyone, I can't wait to see you then. Namaste.